Welcome to IA Financial Group's In Your Interest podcast, where we aim to share with you the essentials of economic news and its impact on your finances. My name is Ashley, and this week we're taking a look at the latest economic news with, as always, Sebastian McMahon, our Chief Strategist and Senior Economist. The year 2023 is still very young, and it seems to me that the markets are in a state of flux. After a hectic year in 2022, our listeners would certainly have preferred a return to come. Sebastien, can you try to summarize the major themes at play since the beginning of 2023? Hello, Ashley. That's a a tall order. It's it's only (laughs) been two months, and many things are happening. I would say that inflation remains a central theme. And I know maybe many people are tired of hearing uh, me and other economists talk about inflation. But it seems to stick around and markets now are trying to predict how and when central banks will finally win their battle against inflation. So we see inflation being stickier than expected. We see the labor market being on the upswing, which is surprising. And this is bringing, you know, a wealth effect to, to households. So it leads to likely a stronger economy, which is exactly the opposite of what central banks are trying to achieve. They're trying to achieve, you know, a soft landing, uh, just rebalancing the economy. And this is not what we're seeing. But so far, so good on uh, the housing market because it's in retreat. I'm not saying that it's good that offspring prices are falling, but this is the plan. This is the consequence of what the central banks are doing. The impacts of monetary policy tightening, usually there's a sequence, which is pretty uncertain based on the timing. But yeah. usually you raise interest rates. That means that people are less willing and able to borrow money. So to buy houses, to borrow, to pay for consumption. So usually housing prices fall. People feel less wealthy. They spend less. Businesses have to produce less. So they lay off some people. And then you have this cycle that we call a recession that starts to happen. So we're not there yet. We see the housing part is happening, but the rest is not happening uh, at all. So until we see some clearer signs of inflation cooling off, when we look at the month-over-month data now, not the year-over-year data, it's hiding the fact that month-over-month inflation remains strong. Until we see some clear signs, uh, sadly, likely central banks will have to hike some more and uh, markets will have to integrate this, uh, this new information in price levels. Thus, volatility. I see. And speaking of volatile, markets have been very volatile, up and down in stocks, bonds, and currencies. What explains it all? Well, you know, when prices move, it's because investor positioning is shifting. So people are buying something, selling something else. And uh, now we see that at the beginning of the year, we were defensive. Our team, our balance funds were positioned defensively. And today, I mean, we're at the end of our RSP season and we are still positioned in a defensive way. But globally, investors were so defensive at the beginning of the year that uh, you know some good economic data started to come out and some good surprises, and whoops, the positioning started to shift. So many investors have been buying and buying and buying since the beginning of the year to reposition based on some optimism. So when optimism comes back into the markets that pushes prices higher, until at some point you know the move becomes self-fulfilling and you have a rally that can last quite a bit. And a good example. 
example for that is the Nasdaq, which has been up uh, 15% in only a few weeks at the beginning of the year uh, because people were buying uh, the tech stocks, the most speculative themes. Uh, you know, I do a lot of marketing and I st start to hear more and more about tech, about crypto, about uh, NFTs. And at some point, you know, this snowballs. So we've had that movement at the beginning of the year. And now we're starting to see that maybe it is uh, getting tired, this movement, maybe. Uh, but uh, clearly with the inflation numbers that are coming out that show and that suggest pretty strongly that uh, the Bank of Canada could come out of its pause maybe in April, that the Federal Reserve will have to hike a few more times than market were expecting. That could be enough to bring that volatility and maybe we think, retest the lows from last October. So it's a view, it's not a certainty. We're positioned for something like that. We advise investors to remain you know, prudent, careful in environments that are as uncertain as this one. Okay, and for the rest of the year, what does the new information received since the beginning of the year suggest? Will volatility remain or not? Yeah, volatility could remain as a theme for 2023, and it's normal to have volatility, but we could have more volatility than the usual year. So we started right. the year with volatility to the upside, mm -hmm. which is, you know, not painful, but we could have some more uh, this year. And again, recent inflation data suggests that further rate hikes are likely that the bank could come out of its pause. Uh, wages are the art of this decision and because wage growth is a bit too strong. And what central banks wanted to avoid was an inflation spiral coming from wages. And we are in starting to be in one right now. And just to be clear, here, there's absolutely no problem with businesses giving higher wages to their employees to keep them. That's absolutely great. Uh, there's absolutely no issues with uh, employees wanting higher wages to be compensated for inflation. But higher wages leads to more inflation, which leads to higher wages, and we get into that spiral. So the job of central banks, of the Bank of Canada, is to, uh, is to slow down the economy enough to give conditions where this uh, snowball effect could end. So it's the idea to put the conditions in place uh, to stop this uh, wage to inflation uh, spiral and stabilize the economy. So good news is that recession is, uh, we can probably avoid a recession in 2023. Uh, I hear a lot of people in the media say that, you know, a recession is inevitable and, you know, so pretty downbeat on the economy. Recession in 2023, we went from uh, the odds of 70 to 80%. This is how we evaluated them. Now it's at about 30 to 50%. So still likely, but less likely than before. This is for 2023. But the odds of a recession in 2024 now are likely higher because if the economy is stronger now and central banks need to, to stump the brakes heavier than they did before, that means that maybe we'll have a, a recession that could be even deeper, but later in 2024. So good news, the economy could uh, could could you know just uh, hold still in 2023. But the bad news is that more rate hikes are coming, and uh, you know ideally we would have seen the economy slow down now, inflation mm -hmm. fade, and more certainty for the markets. But it's not what we're seeing. And we've spoken about stocks and bonds. What about people who invest globally or people who like traveling, for example? Yeah, sure. So the Canadian dollar 
is pretty low right now when you look at you know the long-term fundamentals. The long-term fundamentals suggest that the Canadian dollar should be around 85 cents versus the US dollar. This is what we call the purchasing power parity. So this is a concept that if you buy the same basket in multiple countries, mm-hmm. well, what should be the, the level of, uh, of exchange rate? And we're way below that right now. And the reason is because we have a volatile environment when the stock market is lower, when investors sentiment is downbeat. Currencies like the Canadian dollar, the Australian dollar that are considered more linked to the prices of commodities, considered more speculative mm-hmm. from a global market point of view. Not, it's not that our Canadian dollar is speculative at all, but uh, it tends to be pooled with uh, the price of speculative assets. So in the short run, if we have a volatile year, we could have some more pressure downwards or some volatility on the Canadian dollar. It's completely uh, something that we can expect, but we still think that at the the end of 2023, the Canadian dollar should be stronger than now. So if you invest globally, that could be a headwind for your investment. But if you have a travel that's planned, maybe a trip that's planned for later this year or in 2024, could have the pleasant surprise that the Canadian dollar is stronger then. But in the meantime, the Canadian dollar will be volatile, just like the stock market comes with the territory. I see. Well, thanks, Sebastien. Thank you for sharing. That was great. And to all our listeners, thank you for being here. And we'll see you next week. Love this podcast? Want to know more about economic news? Follow our In Your Interests podcast, available on all platforms. Visit the economic news page on ia.ca or follow us on social media.